The Spanish Announce Table. Episode 397 of the Spanish Announce Table. AEW Dynamite just finished about a quarter of an hour ago. And uh, interesting things happened. Some not interesting things happened. But we are on the road to AEW's All Out. Tom and I are going because, as, and I can't stress this enough, I said it last week several times. We Let's say it together. All, well, Let's say it together uh-huh. on three. Because one, two, three. We, we love the fans. Oh, that's yeah. That's what I was gonna say. What yes. were you gonna say? I was gonna say okay. we're ballers. So oh. we're ballers and we're going to AEW All Out. Not only are we going to AEW All Out, we are going to AEW Rampage, we're going to AEW Fan Fest, and we're going to G C W's oh. Art of War Games. We might need to wear some parkas so we don't get blood on our clothes. Tim. Or use we, it as a souvenir, you know? We get to see Effie oh. and Alley Catch in a match with the Briscoes. There's Listen. other people involved too, but that's yeah. the that's the selling point right mm-hmm. there, right? Mm-hmm. The, yeah. I've never seen the Briscoes in person. Yeah, so me that's neither. gonna be huge. Right. It's gonna be great. Love it. Notwithstanding, friend of the show, KG Kevin Gill will be Oh, we gotta we gotta reach out to him. Yes. Yeah, we got to say hi to him. That would be so much fun. Yep, so check. Look for us there if you're there. And then, of course, we'll be going to AW All Out Sunday night, September the 4th, right? Yeah. Yeah, Friday, Rampage, Saturday, GCW, Sunday, uh, All Out. And then if we wanted to get wild, which eh, probably not, Monday night in Kansas City is raw. I know. I know. You know there will be tickets available at the door. So well, yeah, <laughs> we know that. Be giving them away. Yeah. Um, so uh, welcome anybody watching us live. We simul stream on the YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. You can also watch us on SpanishAnnounceTable.net because we're that damn good. And this has been a fun week of wrestling. There's been some interesting uh, things happen. Uh, AEW and even WWE. We're going to get into some of those things via hashtag Tweet the Table, which you can do at home. You use hashtag Tweet the Table. It's that simple on Twitter. Tell us what you think about wrestling. We'll read them right here on the show. But, um, Tom, let's kick it off like we do uh, with with We're Fresh Off of Dynamite. Just, you know, not even a half hour ago. And mm, I thought it was on. fun overall. I thought it ended kind of, you know, like, yeah, all right. But I And I thought there was something very interesting nugget in the middle. It's good over. Yes. Uh, let's start with the ending first as far as just a general thought, and then we'll go in chronological order. So the ending was really done well, in my opinion, because for the AEW fan, the AEW fan is different than the WWE fan, which is different than the casual fan, which is different than just someone flipping through the channels, right? Sometimes... AEW will go mainstream and try to get a Mike Tyson or a Shaquille O'Neal involved. Sometimes they'll just do general wrestling stuff with CM Punk, Brian Danielson, stuff like that. But at its core, it's the hardcore fan base on a national TV platform, right? And so for them to end with Kenny Omega walking down the ramp, being held back as Will Ospreay is standing in the ring, just goading him into like getting in the ring and fighting. I thought like that was the perfect way for an AEW episode to end to get you to tune in next week for their six man tag to continue in the tournament. You know what I mean? So like for as much as we like to say all the stuff they do from time to time, stay true to like who they are and who they are 
is Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay are having a beef and yeah. play into that. Yeah. Now let's, uh, I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, yes, this plays well into the six man tag, uh, tournament that they're that they're going to do these new titles that are out but we have a hashtag tweet the table about that and it's okay an old it. friend of the show but not an every week friend of the show all right all right it's at yeah, ash Hendricks 92 says six man tags are cool mm-hmm. six man titles are dumb hashtag tweet the table well kind of it can be because what i think is interesting is you could say a six-man tag, someone breaks off of that six-man tag to say, the other two are dorks. I'm going after the TNT Championship, the All-Atlantic Championship, the World Heavyweight Championship. And then you can still keep the other two to then go after the tag team. So it's not as if, for example, when a tag team splits up, it's, you know, the the tried and true analogy is you get a, you get a Marty and you get an HBK. Well, in this... You can still keep two people over by keeping them a tag team, and then they kind of get redirectioned in a different way. So I think it's going to be interesting because on a national TV platform, we honestly haven't seen that, right? And so I'm interested to see how that unfolds because, again, you could do it the other way. Two guys think that the one guy sucks. Let's kick him to the side, and then we'll just go after the tag team championships or whatever it could be, right? You could do a lot of different storytelling, and that's original. And so I'm interested in just the original thought process and stories that we can tell with six man tags instead of just your traditional two man well, yes. or singles titles. And I think, yeah, it helps a bloated roster, right? It helps yes. you have a bloated roster. And if you're look, it's going to be hard to come up with storylines. I mean, mm-hmm. Tom can do it like nobody else can, but it's hard to keep coming up with them. So an extra set of titles in a completely different division that doesn't just like, this is a mid-card title, and this is the second mid-card title, and this is the third mid-card title. It's a clear, defined, different type of match going on here. So I don't hate it. Um, But, yeah, it usually is taken up by the hold-your-hand wrestling and the, like, flips and shit, right, which is not my cup of tea. Now, it doesn't have to be that, right? So... I'm going to give it some time, be positive and patient. And I like Ash Hendricks using the hashtag tweet the table. So please do that. Use hashtag tweet the table. We'll read those on the show. Uh, can't, you and, know what I mean? Like, well, just throughout the week, whenever you feel like wrestling, talk about it. And any fact, wrestling thought, any wrestling thought. And before we get onto that, uh, at proud underscore powerful, uh, going by the name, I speak my opinion on Twitter, uh, said subbed. So thanks. Hey, thanks. Appreciate it. Thank thanks you so much. We like wrestling friends, right? We need wrestling yeah. friends. So, so be our friend. Chat with us live here, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, uh, SpanishNounceTable.net's got all the links, and you can just watch it there. So, uh, let's, yeah. let's keep going here. Huh? Yeah. And contrary to what you're about to hear, I actually like pro wrestling fans. So, just know that on the front end before we get into this. Uh, and also, yeah. thanks, Tim, for telling me that I can come up with a good wrestling idea. I was on the One Fall podcast with Ron Funches and mm. Dave LaGreca, and Dave LaGreca thinks I'm an idiot. So, yeah, you know, well. I have to say to Dave LaGreca, you suck <laughs> now you're fine but you're dumb um and your stories are typically you bad you're fine and, well you're yeah dumb. and your rants aren't as good as mine but you're in new york so it must be better you talk to bully ray and mark henry mm. <laughs> anyhow let's get into aw Dynamite. <laughs> that was just gnawing at me okay um so we kicked off with a promo segment uh we kicked off with chris Jericho asking Daniel Garcia to come in the ring 
and you tell me where your allegiance lies. So Daniel Garcia walks out. And before Daniel Garcia could really explain himself, Chris Jericho takes really the front of the conversation over and says, actually, apologize. I get it. He's your hero, all that stuff. But apologize to me and we'll be good. And this makes sense because, again, the group is the Jericho Appreciation Society. This is not the Four Horsemen or the Foundation or any of these teams where, you know, you could say Ric Flair was the leader of the Horsemen, but it wasn't a name. You know what I mean? Anyone technically could have been the leader of the Four Horsemen. We just kind of identified Ric yeah, Flair. They never as called that. him the leader. He just he yeah, he just kind of took the, it over the spotlight. Yeah, but with the Jericho Appreciation Society, it's Jericho, right? Yeah. And so Danny Garcia is talking about how Jericho took away the moment from him to get that respect from Brian Danielson. They're kind of going back and forth. Garcia's, you know, towing the line, seeing what he really wants to do. And then before he could make a decision, here comes Brian Danielson. And Brian Danielson just likes to stick his nose in this uh, ordeal. And he's just like, hey, seems like he's pushing you around. So what are we going to do about that? It ends with Garcia pushing Jericho, walking away upset. And then Jericho confronting Brian Danielson saying, you know what, you jerk. I keep hearing that you've been the best wrestler in the world and I've never seen it. And so how about it all out? You prove it to me one-on-one. So Tim, with all that being said, the first segment, the A block, as they call it, uh, kicking off the show. What did you think of Garcia, Jericho, Danielson in this whole fallout? I like this. Garcia was believable, right? Like he was uncomfortable this whole time. Uh, Jericho's giving the shit, but he's also not backing down. He's like, nah, man, but you ruined my fucking moment, man. It was you that came in here, man. It wasn't like you, you could have just been gone. Everything was cool. (laughs) And then, um, the part I liked best was Brian Danielson being like, oh, you're the last surviving member of the heart Foundation." Like, okay. If we could ask too hard who he thinks the better wrestler is, right? Like again, believable lines, right? Where he's like, if we were to ask, what was the other name? I forget. Owen Hart. Owen Hart. Right. Yeah. Like, geez, he was like, Oh, come on, man. (laughs) Right. Like knock the fuck off. Right. Like I like that. All of this was good. Right. And we've talked about Jericho being, you know, hokey and play the notes, uh, sometimes here in his, you know, elder years, if we'll call him that. But I mean, this was all still believable, right? Like, he was gaslighting douchebag. Mm-hmm. Brian Danielson comes out and he's like, oh, fuck that. All right, then fine. We're going to wrestle, which I mean, this should be good. I'm, I'm glad we'll be there for this. Yeah, this is going to be fun. It feels a little bit of a hot shot kind of angle, right? Where it's just like, well, let's just do it at the pay-per-view. They have the clout to get away with it. Whereas if you right. just did Yuda versus Kip Sabian, that'd be like, what the fuck? No, that doesn't deserve to be on the pay-per-view, right? So this, they have a clout that says, okay, we can put this on a pay-per-view. People will be interested. Uh, now, also at the very end of this segment, Jake Hager came in blindsided. Um, Brian Danielson next week, we're going to see Brian Danielson versus Jake Hager. I saw online that uh, Chris Jericho is going to pr- make Brian Danielson prove that he is the best wrestler in the world by getting a decent match out of Jake Hager. So we'll see if that happens. Um, but yeah, Probably like you won't. said, I, I mean, look, Hager, for all the shit we give him, it is well-deserved. I will say he's an athlete. You know what I mean? Like, at least he's an athlete. There's some people on this roster and WWE and Impact where 
They're uninteresting. And also they have two left feet. I'm not going to name their names, CM Punk, but I'm just going to say that like, you know, at least Hager can be a physical big man and it be believable. It's believable. Yeah. The the only thing I remember of Hager's career at this point that like sticks out is when he drug was a hangman across the bar in the, uh, in the state. Kenny Omega. It was was Kenny Omega. Omega. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because then Hangman came in, I think, for the save, and then they had a milk and a beer at the very end of that I'm segment. I have to go yeah. back and watch that match. That stadium stampede's awesome. Oh, I love gosh. that match. It's one of the best of all time. All right, so now we get into the ring. We get Dax Harwood taking on Jay Lethal. We get a very heartwarming moment here, by the way. Dax Harwood, Cash and Dax walk out. Cash gives him a little kiss on the head and a hug as he like pats his little son down to the ring. And then, you know, he lets Dax handle hey, his own business. You know, you know, with cops, partners are always, you know, yeah, it's, of like course. it's like their second spouse. <laughs> yeah. And so we get uh, Dax Harwood, Jay Lethal. This was good. This felt very old school. I could see this match. You know, you, you take it out of 2022, you put it in 1986. It fits perfect, right? There's, I mean, almost the chops, the body slams, the hard hitting moves. It, it's it. It goes back to that old school mentality of the Arn Andersons and, and you know, Macho no Man's just of the fists. World. Wait, right. There was the a wrong. little flips from Dax, but yes, for the right. most part, this was a kind of standard match. Now, uh, Jay Lethal gets the win because we get some uh, shenanigans and you know how that works. And so Jay, with, Jay Lethal wins. Um, Post match, though, this is where the news happens. Is so. Uh, Dax is, you know, fighting them off, all that stuff. And then Sanjay Dutt gets on the microphone and is like, hey, guess what? Got some news. You thought you're taking on a six-man uh, tag team at All Out, which you are, but we didn't tell you who the six or the three men were. It's Jay Lethal, and then it's these two guys. And to AEW's credit for how packed the show was, they did give a highlight package right it wasn't just the motor city machine guns was a little highlight package so yeah still not great because if you don't watch impact or if you haven't watched pro wrestling in the last 10 years you have no idea who the motor city machine guns are right and ftr really didn't sell it as if it was a oh my god it's them coming to AEW, you know so it should be fun i think they're a serviceable tag team i think we're gonna get gonna get some fun spots with FTR, Motor City Machine Gun, you know, double moves and stuff like that. But Tim, I, the elephant in the room still is Wardlow's going to be in a match. And I assume Satnam Singh is going to be ringside. Shouldn't the payoff be at all out, regardless of who wins or loses this match? Wardlow has to powerbomb yeah. Satnam Singh. And maybe that'll still happen. Maybe we get that. I mean, yeah. I, I hope we get that. Um, and look, Motor City Machine Guns, it's not lost on me. I think I was on mute there. Motor City Machine Guns, it's not lost on me there where, like, um, uh, you know, they're good, right? Uh, oh, they're, yeah. they're iconic and in, in, to mm-hmm. the indie scene. So this will probably be fine. Um, am I looking forward to it the most? Uh, you know, probably not. We did get a tweet the table that we should discuss uh, about this. It comes from okay. at Devil Vamp. It says, Jay is a wet noodle and no one cares. And I don't understand why. Please explain. Hashtag tweet the table. I would say Jay Lethal 
plays his role probably as best as anyone else could, where he's going to be the thorn in the side of the guys you like, Wardlow, Samoa Joe, now FTR, right? He might win some, he might lose some, but it doesn't really matter. But he's going to be hitting all the points that you need, right? He's not going to mess his lines up. He's not going to mess up a match where it looks like real dog shit. He's going to be serviceable in all areas. He's going to cut a decent promo. Sanjay Dutt, I still think is really funny, especially with the pencil and all of that nonsense that he has going on. But someone to steal a line from triple H when he was talking to Cody Rhodes about stardust, someone has to fit this role, right? Someone, we can't all be main eventers in AEW or any national TV uh wrestling show right so someone has to be the thorn in the side on the lower mid card and i think jay lethal especially at this point in his career i think he does it well you might not like it but i don't think you're supposed to i don't think you're supposed to be one way or the other on jay lethal it's just supposed to get your favorite guy to the next spot yeah josephine the wonder dog agrees oh yeah all right good glad she agrees yeah i mean jay lethal you know I, I I didn't think about him when he wasn't on my TV and I, I won't miss him when he's suddenly not, I think. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. but I but if you say Jay Lethal takes on honestly any baby face, you're not gonna go like, oh my God, really? What the hell? You're just yeah. like, okay. Yeah, he's earned a spot, right? You're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like the Miz yeah. now, right? Right. Yeah. It's kind of that okay, he'll probably do something well, you yeah. know. Could win. Uh could win, could, could lose. Win, could lose. Either way, he's going to probably stay in this spot. Could get squashed, could punch a guy in the nuts, right? Like, we don't know. 100%. He could be your TNT champion, or he could get squashed in 10 seconds to the hot new baby face we're pushing to the moon. He, he's kind of the utility player for what you need at the mid card. Uh, okay, so let's get back from commercial. Thunder Rosa is being interviewed by uh, Tony Schiavone. She's shaking. She's crying. She looks legit here. This doesn't look like a performance. This looks like a, I got the news this morning that I can't make it to all out. And I probably can't make it to dynamite the next week and the week after that. So I got to give the main championship up. Now, AEW staying true to what they did on the men's side, didn't strip her of the championship. They still are saying she is the AEW women's champion. But at All Out, we get an interim AEW championship match. Tim, what did you think of this promo? And then what do you think about the news? Yeah, again, believable. Um, probably because it was, you know, she really was crying about it. Um, which, again, I mean, yes, crying because you're injured. But aren't you still the champion? Like, don't you just get some time off? Like, don't you? Well, fine? I understand. I understand what you mean. I think it's the all out is probably our WrestleMania. Yeah. And I can't be on our WrestleMania. Right. Yeah, I think somebody else is going to be the this, champion and I right, won't be at that at moment. All. Right. Right. I think if you, if unfortunately this injury happened, but if it would have happened a month ago and say she's out for three to four weeks and she can make all out, she's probably just like, I mean, well, this sucks, yeah. but I'll be back. You see where you humans mess up is this is, this is why you just don't have pride in things. This is why you just go dead inside and don't attach to anything. You know what I mean? Then you don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. If you set the bar low, you won't be disappointed yeah. in what happens. Right. Under promise and over deliver. There it is. That is the Spanish announce table seal of approval. 
All right, so let's get back in the ring here. We get father versus son. Right yeah. smack dab in the middle of this two-hour episode. We get Billy Gunn versus Colton Gunn. And this was good. Everyone played the hits. We got Colton Gunn and the other gun. Gun one, gun two. They did their fun heel stuff. Billy Gunn looked bigger than everyone else because he is. The acclaim came out, gave some fun one-liners, talked about the uh, apparent, if you saw on Twitter, uh, mandatory meeting before Dynamite that Tony Khan held. Mm. He also touched on how Biden uh, did the uh, student forgiveness, which thanks, uh, thanks Biden thanks. on that, pal. That really helped me Thanks, out. Joe. Thanks, Joe. Uh, but the match was fine. The match was good. There was a cool spot there where Billy Gunn starts to really kick the shit out of Colton. And then he has to kind of catch himself of like, what am I doing to my son? Yeah. Yeah. And then the fun happens here, right? Stokely Hathaway comes in. He uh, takes the boom box, attacks Max Caster. Then uh, gun number two, Austin gun, I think it is, takes Anthony Bowens, throws him into the ring. Uh, that distracts Aubrey Edwards. Colton gives him the old Kansas City cump punt right to the dick. And then pins his dad, beats his dad, one, two, three. So afterwards, post-match, this is where it didn't make sense. And maybe you can explain this to me. Stokely Hathaway then gets into the ring and then gives the ass boys his card again. And then they like take it again and then kick the acclaimed and Billy Gunn. And I was like, we did this. Yeah, I thought right? we did this already. Now, maybe it's like, okay, all right, now I accept it. But, like, shouldn't it have been maybe a contract or something? Like, hand him a contract and they go. Yeah, have him sign something. Yeah, and they fucking sign it. And then they and then he's like, hey, there it is. give him a little of the fucking Kansas City compound there, guy. And they go, oh, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, all right. And then just whap, bam, fucking titty twister, neck breaker, right? Exactly. Right. Now, and what I thought was the most hot-shotted match for all out and some honestly underwhelming but it's going to be fun the night of the pay-per-view is so while the ass boys are beating up on the acclaimed swerve in our glory comes out they make the save the ass boys run off fast forward a little bit then we get a backstage segment where the tag team champions are saying you're ranked why don't you fight us for these and that seems like reverse logic right why would you put your championships in jeopardy well so they're doing the face thing right they're like you're a worthy but why wouldn't it just be the number one contender right or exactly. if I, or you know what even sell me on like hey uh you're not the number one rank but we think you should be and guess what we can we can issue you know what i mean challenges mm -hmm. so huh, we think yeah prove it right like like you're Can just I trying to be you? us anyway. And then it claims like, excuse me, <laughs> like trying to be you <laughs> like, yeah. So can I tell you what I think I would have done differently with this? I will, yeah. you could get more meat sure. on the bone. Yeah. Well, you can get more meat on the bone by doing it this way. Right. Swerve in our glory chases off the ass boys next week. The acclaim get on the microphone. They do the rap, but then they're calling out the ass boys and they're like, ass boys, you sons of bitches come out here and fight us, right? We want to fight you one last time because that garbage match wasn't enough for us. We need to get our hands on you. So they're waiting in the ring, which again, interview shouldn't take place in the ring, but that's a point that we can talk about later, but they're standing there. And then Ethan page and Lee Moriarty attack them from behind. Then the ass boys come out 
And then all four of them are putting the boots to him. Swerve in our glory comes out again to make the save. And then at all out, we get Swerve in our glory and the acclaimed taking on Stokely Hathaway's four man group of whatever they are. And then in that process, you could have Keith Lee pounce Max Caster, the Stokely Hathaway guys get the victory the next week on Dynamite or Rampage, whatever one you want to do. Now the acclaimed are, hey, you cost us this match that meant so much to us. We need to cost you something that means so much to you. We're going after those championship belts. Swerve in our glory is like, we're no bitches. We say yes. And then there you go. Everyone wins. Yeah, well, here's what's happening, though. This is going to go towards All Out. We're going to get this as the opening match. The acclaimed are going to win the tag team titles, and we're all going to hear the victory rap, and we're going to be fucking jumping around. Now, And I say we because we're going there because we're ballers. We are ballers, and we are going. And we do love the fans. Yeah. Mm. I Here's the thing. Yeah. You could be right. And you know why? Because AEW loves to do the detail of the story that happened seven months ago in a snowstorm that you probably forgot and then pay it off at a pay-per-view. So this could be the moment at All Out where Keith Lee turns on Swerve Strickland or vice versa, however it happens. And then, yes, the Acclaim do become tag team champions. I would not be shocked by that. But if you're breaking kayfabe here for a moment, if the plan is let's just get the tag champs on the show, I think Stokely Hathaway and his group need to be a little bit more featured. So here's the perfect plan, four on four. But this just screams – all right, so you're going to have – this screams – uh, the model of success in Billy Gunn's eyes, at least, uh, from the old days, right? They're going to have Billy Gunn, daddy ass, tag team champs. They're going to come out with a rap. They're all going to do their lines, right? Everybody will do their things. They're just marching around like a bunch of cheese heads the whole time. Like, yeah, yeah I think this is where we're going. Uh, it would be cool. The only thing that I hope does not happen is if Tony Khan pulls a Vince McMahon like he did with Paul Heyman, and then at the pay-per-view, Billy Gunn then costs the acclaim the, mat- the match and says, hey, I need to go back to my sons, and then we get another silly turn from Billy Gunn. Like, that's the last thing that should happen. That's the only thing I'm saying is, that happens, um, I'll hate it. The acclaim need Billy Gunn more than the gun club need right now. If they're not the ass boys, he shouldn't. They're not scissor me daddy ass without right. daddy ass. Yes. Right. But, look, at SummerSlam, Paul Heyman turned on uh, Brock Lesnar and then sided with uh, Roman Reigns again. So, you know, silly things happen in pro wrestling. It's just, I hope that doesn't happen this time around. I might buy me a scissor me daddy ass shirt in Chicago if they got it. You didn't get it. I did. Uh, Side note on Saturday, when we are there in Chicago for all out festivities, uh, I will be meeting the acclaimed. So. I'm bringing scissors on the plane. And we're flying no, out. You're Chicago not with scissors. bringing scissors on the plane. Ah, I'm gonna get away with it. Shit! I better not pack stuff I was gonna bring if you're gonna bring Ooh. scissors. Hey. hey, so let's get into the ring now. <laughs> it is Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, taking on Kylan, Kylan, Kylan yep. King. Yes, nailed it. I will say. If you got the chance to watch AEW Dark, they did build this match up somewhat 
leading into dynamite. So uh, Miss King here got the better of Britt Baker in a promo battle, which then ended up with her throwing Britt Baker into the guardrail. That's how you ended dark. So then dynamite. Now we get the payoff. So I will give them credit on storytelling on the lesser yeah. show, right? We always say, do some storytelling there. Well, we got it for once, right? Yeah. So credit to them. Yeah. And look, I, I think um, Britt Baker uh, is a good way to showcase somebody that they're trying to like get over on these other shows, right? And still get a victory and then still get a lead into her post And you, you, you also get Kylan King is from cleveland they're in cleveland dr Britt baker dmd is from pittsburgh you have the oh, football rivalry of cleveland, cleveland and pittsburgh King i think so or like the surrounding area like how like, i'm from independence but it's well, yeah, kansas city like and she chose to advertise that <laughs> i mean <laughs> talk to our good friend justin about advertising cleveland especially right now after the quarterback they signed anyhow uh Britt baker gets the win Post-match, Baker gets on the mic and then says, Tony Storm, isn't it great that I'm in a match with you? Because now you're relevant, bitch. (laughs) And Tony Storm walks out. She's doing her little power walk. And then Jamie Hayter hits her in the back. And Britt Baker's like, oh, yeah, hey, dumb bitch. Uh, That girl's in the match, too. And she's like, kick your ass. And so they're fighting. Uh, And then Hikaru Shida comes out with her kendo stick. Because remember, she's on the roster. And she comes out and she's hitting everything. And she does her thing. She makes the save. I do remember now. She's on yeah. the roster. And and she's good. I mean, I understand there's a language barrier. There's somewhat of a personality that's missing. And that's, that's not really a, a dishonor. But if you look at Asuka and you look at Hikaru Shida, Asuka is more charismatic and captivating than Hikaru Shida. So it's not that the language barrier is the only thing I dislike, you know, if I was being the stereotypical dumb American. But there is just a charisma thing that I think Karo Shida is missing. And so she's in this match. Yeah. I think most likely she takes the pinfall for whoever does win this. Uh, but we'll get into our picks next week. So they said it all out is we're going to get that fatal four way for well, no one they, dies. But right. <laughs> Less than fatal four way, mm. hopefully. And did they but they didn't announce whom right is there qualifying matches or do we know no no no. it's the four it's gonna be Britt baker right uh tony storm jamie hater and akaro shida so those are the four jamie hater being in the match with Britt baker could lead to a lot of interesting things you think they'll go there yet are we are we ready for the jamie hater wardlow move i think we'll tease it i think there's there has to be a moment in the match where they they have to lock up right yeah Hikaru Shida goes to the outside. Tony Storm goes yep. to the outside. Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter kind of do the fast count one, two, three, or one, two pin kind of yeah. false finishes. And that's probably all we it's get. A, it's a fine line because, you you know, you go like, okay, we'll ride the Hayter thing. It's too early to, like, split because then what are we going to do? And then it'll just fizzle out, right? Read Wardlow. And um, so you go, okay, so we don't do that yet. But then did the moment stop becoming cool and and she fizzles out? then anyway right so did you lose the opportunity to, to take so it's it's interesting because i mean everybody's behind hater and we're gonna roll into all out at chicago and that crowd is gonna love them some jamie hater so you know what i mean they've got an interesting choice to make in that regard so they i think do have the benefit of breaking kayfabe i and again i don't know if it's storyline or not but i don't care because i just want to watch the tv shows and enjoy it 
But I think what plays in their favor more than the Wardlow situation is we know Britt Baker is going to be on our TV each and every week, right? Yes. So if Jamie Hayter wins this, then Britt Baker and her can re- you know go after each other in a real yeah. feud that has a title involved. And another interesting angle with that whole scenario on, on the tangent we're going there is when is rebel healthy again is she ever wrestling again or is it one of those well, like, I hope hey, not. you know you got the kevin nash quadisms going on yeah i hope not because yeah. she has two left feet that's another you know we're talking about jake hager being an athlete uh rebel is not <laughs> i think she's great i think she's funny i love how she came out with a terrible towel to just put it into yes. cleveland's face even mm-hmm. more but never wrestle again Please, yeah. you are the bad wrestler on the roster. Like, you're just bad. You're very bad. <laughs> Speaking of bad wrestling, we get the title unification match. CM Punk taking on interim champion John Moxley. And Tim, just like CM Punk's first UFC fight, this lasts about a minute or two, and he ends up on the losing end of an ass whooping. And John Moxley is now your unified, undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. And all of this staged and written and planned this way, too, right? Like, this wasn't like, oh, Punk actually got hurt and we had to call an audible. This was how they booked this. So interesting right way out of left field something i did not expect i thought we might get a no real ending here and move on to all out buy us some time and when he went down i thought that's where they were gonna go oh he's injured this is a no contest uh you know what i mean pending results we'll we'll redo this match later right i thought that's where we were going and then moxley just picked him up and threw him around all over fucking from hell to breakfast and just fucking mm-hmm. took the fucking easy pinfall and Hey, I'm here for it. Yeah, like Moxley it. Moxley wore punk like a hat for about four minutes and then had his way with him and pinned him and left him for dead. Now, Punk did get a saving grace as far as a storyline where he can go back on, I came back too soon. The announcers uh, kind of alluded to this. Did he come back too soon? Did he shoot himself in the foot, for lack of a better term? Uh, and he did kick him with that surgically repaired foot, which then became his Achilles heel. You like all these puns I'm doing here yeah. and uh, yeah. Moxley won. So you could still say if you're the CM Punk hardcore fan, well, he wasn't a hundred percent. If they run it back at a hundred percent health, both guys CM Punk's winning that match. So there's still a little bit of that. It's not Brock Lesnar, John Cena, where John Cena came in flexing and looking like a million dollars and got thrown all over the ring. Brock Lesnar stepped on his chest and pinned him and said, I'm the king. And you go, well, shit, right? It's not that. There is some saving grace for CM Punk. The interesting thing that I thought about this is post-match. So Moxley celebrates and he's giving middle fingers and cussing. He grabs a chair and throws it on the ground. And Punk is being helped out by Ace Steel, which, by the way, this weekend, Ace Steel is going to be in action in Kansas City, taking on Brock Anderson with Arn Anderson in his corner, Central States Wrestling, if you're interested. But CM Punk is walking up the entrance ramp, and he does the whole look over his shoulder and views the crowd. Two things. One, what did you think of John Moxley's celebration? And two, 
did you make anything of CM Punk pausing to then look back at either the crowd or Moxley? Moxley celebration makes sense to me, right? It was believable because, again, if we're in the kayfabe world, he comes in, this guy gets injured, he gets a quick victory. You're still in like, I'm ready to kill somebody mode, and you didn't satisfy that, right? Like he, you know what I mean? Like, so he still got his like raw, like the one motherfucker looks at me wrong. I'm fucking pulling his asshole out of his mouth, right? Like I'm just gonna fucking. <laughs> You know how hard that is to do? All right, so <laughs> try it. Um, <laughs> don't try this at home, kids. Um, so I, that's all fine. I even like, I mean, I think they they all acted their part very well, right? Like Punk's like the whole look back, right? Like in seeing Moxley. So what do you make of that, though? Do you make of that a character shift? I hope he's like, hey, listen, apparently everybody's calling trouble. I'll just, I, I wrestled my contract in amount of matches or spots or whatever. Like, like oh. let's, let's, let's call it good. I'll do some promo work for you or whatever here and there. And then like, I'll, I'll make my way out and I'll, 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 I'll go out, you know, I'll put you the guy think, over and I'll leave. You think he's going to, to pull back the curtain check. a little bit. Yeah. So you think he's going to coat check asking for his belongings and then going to valet to grab his car. Yeah, right. Maybe get out of his contract and maybe, maybe. Maybe he goes up north, as they say. Oh, God, no. No, 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 no. That, no. No. I'll give you my paycheck for a month if that happens. I swear on everything. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. So maybe that one's a little off the wall. Maybe yeah. not. But, yeah. yeah, I could see this. That, in a, in a real-life, behind-the-scenes thing. If, if, if we're not to think that way and we're doing storyline, I like it. I You know, we've had squash matches and championship things where we didn't before like on the wwe side of things we, we've talked about brock lesnar you know suplex cities mm-hmm. john cena all over the place and here like you said it wasn't even exactly that it was just it's real it's like oh snap rolled my ankle and that's bad news in a fight right like and you don't fight very well on one leg and so mm-hmm. wasn't your day and especially fighting john moxley who is at the top of the food chain in aew it's right. not as if cm punk hurt his ankle and couldn't overcome the captain sean dean this was john moxley your former champion your current interim champion that you're wrestling so it would make sense that you couldn't overcome a a beast in john moxley so i agree i just i don't think it's goodbye forever it could be man you know what my ankle still hurts and Ah, they got other things planned. So why don't I just go back on the the injury list for a little bit longer? You figure out this MJF shenanigans and all this other stuff. Maybe push some other people that I might want to wrestle in the future to my status, and then I'll come back. I don't it, think it even it's could have been time in this. Yeah, it even could have been some mix of this where, like, you know, the the rumors are true. The his his being there is causing morale to dip in the locker room so he and tony khan to have a discussion he's like well listen how about i take one for the team here i make mox look like a million bucks you know what i mean like you know he straights up beats me and like you said i'll go back on the injured list for a while and let other people shine so here's the other interesting question all out we got some more matches announced uh ricky starks versus powerhouse Hobbs, which we'll talk about the ricky starks promo here in a minute in a minute uh, but we have no, as of this recording, Wednesday night, um, what is this, August 24th, 
We have no title match announced for All Out. Well, let's discuss that too because I don't think AEW has done a huge thing about maintaining high-level main event stars, right? So Punk is out. We have Danielson and Jericho tied up in a match. Um, Omega's tied up in this trio six thing. man. Mm-hmm. So who else is there? Well, I want to say, okay, I'll say two things. I'll tell, I'll tell you what I want, and I'll tell you that it's not going to happen. I want, I want Hangman in that spot. Damn it. Yes, and he's free. Well, but he's not. Because if you saw next week, they're continuing the six man. Excuse me. God, going through puberty over here. Oh, they're going through it. the six man uh, tournament and dark order does not have a third man. Yeah. But they, could well, lose. who's, but who's the third man going to be? Yeah. It's going to be hangman. If I'm a betting man, I'm saying it's hangman. That yeah. makes the most logical yeah. sense. Yeah. There's another elephant in the room that I'll just, just throw out there. I'm not saying that we can make a story in a week and it's going to sell a million pay-per-views, but there is someone out there by the name of Samoa Joe. Mm. He ain't doing much. And you tell me Samoa Joe and John Moxley are going to punch each other in the face for 30 minutes. I'm watching. Now I understand Samoa Joe is your TV champion for ring of honor. So he has those kind of commitments that he has to go to. Yeah, but you own both of those if you're Tony Khan. Samoa Joe's there. I like the idea of Samoa Joe. I like, this is how I would have done it. And this is why Dave LaGreca, you're an idiot. My idea is better than yours and what AEW's doing. What I would have done here is Claudio turns on Moxley tonight. You're the weak link. Just like Punk said, you're the third best member. I'm new to uh, Blackpool Combat Club. William Regal and I had a conversation. You don't have what it takes. I'm costing you the match. He loses the championship. CM Punk the next week is like, man, what a match. Like, you make it a real match, right? But then Punk overcomes because of the shenanigans from Claudio. Punk next week on Dynamite's like, oh, my God, Chicago. Hey, Chicago. Thank you for all the support. I'm the champ. I'm your champ. At All Out, I'm issuing an open challenge. So anyone in that locker room back there that has the balls to face me, you come see me Sunday night. Sunday night comes up. He keeps talking about how he's the number one guy. He's the best in the world. He beat Moxley. He beat Hangman. He's beat Darby. He's on a rampage that no one's ever seen. He's the best he's ever been. No one in his career uh, could ever beat him again. And then that's when Samoa Joe walks out and he goes, say what motherfucker? Do we forget our business in ring of honor? Let's do this again. Let's run it back. And then you get Samoa Joe, CM Punk, your main event for all out in Chicago. That's what I would have done. Nonetheless, it's not going to happen. I don't know what we do, Tim. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. It's captivating. I'm not going to read the Sean Ross saps and Melters and Wade Kellers of the world. That's going to tell you that a source that tells him that the main event is still in flux. And what do we get? I'm going to watch the fucking show. You know why? Cause that's what I do. I watch shows. 
I don't go to the movie theater and say, hey, what's the ending here? What's the, I, we're on the second scene, but did you, does he, do these two guys, does Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. actually like each other? I mean, I know it's Captain America and I know it's Iron Man, but like, do they, do you think, they, do you think they really dislike each other? Oh, do you think he like really punched him in that scene? What's the ending? What do you think? The end? Like you fucking idiots, just watch the show. Just watch the show. It's all you have to do. Oh, it again, love pro wrestling fans. You guys are great. I'm one of you. We're all in this together. But stop ruining the shit for you. I read so many comments from Tony Khan talking about the main event, which we'll get into in a moment, about how, hey, you got to watch Will Ospreay and, and Pac are now squared off in the ring. AW Dynamite on TBS. Tune in now. And the comments were, I don't think I'm going to get all out because of that title match. You got some explaining to do. Just watch the fucking show. Just watch the show. Watch the show. Just watch the show, watch man. The show. I don't get why you don't just want to watch the show. Why do you think it's so cool to know what's going to happen before it happens? Are you that insecure? Is that how high your anxiety is? Were you not loved as a child? Just watch some fucking pro wrestling on your TV. That's or it. On your phone. Or on your phone. However you want to consume yeah, it. Right. Just watch it. It's going to be fun or you're not going to like it. That's how it's going to happen. Anyhow, I'm off my soapbox. Let's get back into um, post-match. Well, fast forward a little bit here. John Moxley cuts a promo. And he's like, oh, is that not what you thought was going to happen? I'm pro wrestling. Interesting note, which nothing will come from it. But he kept on saying, my time is now. Who's the other person that says my time is now? John Cena. Nothing will come from it. It would be amazing. Now, that would be the most bonkers move of all I mean, time. Look, Vince is gone. I don't know what his relationship with Triple H is. Maybe he's just like, yeah, fuck him. I'll take their money. I might legitimately shit my pants in my seat if John Cena would walk out. Yeah, I got to figure like the contractual like ways that John Cena is tied to, to WWE, WWE forever has to be now, immense. Now he does have a contract with TBS as the co-host of Wipeout. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means he can do a wrestling match on TBS if or we a get, TBS property. If if the very next show we see John Moxley, if he's saying my time is now again, put all your money down. <laughs> put the house go on to, Yeah, put go to DraftKings Sportsbook, put all your money oh, on John Cena. He says Cena something returns. about not being able to see him. You fucking put your money down. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, John Moxley, very, very animated here. He is all about talking his shit. He tells yeah. everyone, if you didn't like what just happened, suck it from the back because it's going to keep happening because I am professional wrestling and my time is right now so get with it right god damn now he says get with it or get gone because i am the man run yeah. with it or run from it motherfuckers as some would say uh so let's get back on track here we do we get, get i don't John know moxley at gcw art of war games the night before oh out yeah, I would not shock me. Nick Gage wins his match, starts yelling to the high heavens that he wants his championship back. Because let's not forget, 
John oh. Moxley is your AW. Yeah, I and got it. GCW heavyweight champion. So that's what he said. He's Nick Gage wins this match. He's like, all right, now that I've done that, I'm going back for the main prize. I'm going to all out tomorrow, and I'm hunting Moxley down, and I'm gonna do it. And then Moxley just shows up, like, you ain't got to fucking come to. Motherfucker, you think I ain't here? Fucking, I know where you sleep, bitch. <laughs> and they just light tubes and knives. Tim, and the the nuttiest, craziest, most bonkers thing is you don't main event with this. You fi- you figure out the six man tag will probably yeah. be the main event, right? Right. But in the middle of the show, John Moxley he does an open challenge, and Nick fucking Gage walks out, and he's uh. like. But this is what he does. This is what he does that would just be off the wall stupid, but so much fun, in my opinion, because I like fun, crazy mm-hmm. chaos. He goes, yeah, I'm challenging you for the championship, but I don't give a shit about the AEW championship. <laughs> yeah. I want your GCW championship. This is a death match. And then we get Nick Gage and John Moxley in a death match at All Out. He's got a cart full of pizza cutters. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> He's wearing a Domino's apron as he walks down to the ring. That would be the fucking best. That's some yes. fun stuff. It'll never happen. But when isn't it fun to dream? And look, I didn't read a fucking dirt sheet. Ooh, Nick Cage is backstage at AEW tonight. I got it. Yeah, Mox, is, Mox is opponent for all out. Shaq. Shaq. I mean, <laughs> Shaq appears from the ambulance. What's right, up? Right. He's like, you thought I was gone, bitches? <laughs> It's so interesting. There's a lot, I think, that will unfold at both Dynamite and the live taping of Rampage, which we'll be at in Chicago next week. Something's going to happen to get us to wherever we're going at all out. I don't think right now Tony Khan's thinking to himself, well, shit, what do we do next? I think he has the plan. Whether we like it or not, will determine when it happens so that's what if it's something just like what if we still get punk moxley and he's just like no i still i'm i'm fine and they're like you're not fine he's like i'm fine i'm i'm I'm," you know and they're like you're not fine he's like no i got a doctor to clear me and they're like what fucking doctor is this right and he and he you know against all odds finds a way to one-legged beat moxley he would have to do that he would have to do that I feel on dynamite. He would have to issue the challenge on. Di- I think if it was Yo, he's Nida, start now. He's got to yeah. say it on Twitter. I mean, he's got to start yeah. that train rolling now because we have to have time to be like, nah, right? Nah, Something. I'm I'm so interested next week in all of the weird details that we still need to fill in before we get to the pay per like, view. I know. Like week and a half away from this. It's gonna be fun. It is going to be fun. What was also fun and actually pretty captivating as we get back on track here for AW Dynamite, absolute Ricky Starks makes his entrance and damn near cries about how hurt he was that Powerhouse Hobbs turned his back on him. Both guys, I feel like, are telling the truth. Neither guy is a heel. Now, Powerhouse Hobbs obviously acted out and hit a man who had an injured neck in the neck you don't do that but for powerhouse hobbs to say how's your father to the neck but for powerhouse hobbs to say the reason i left you is because you're a loser i'm in this to win and if you're okay with losing i'm not with that what go on tiktok and watch how many stupid influencers tell you the same damn thing 
how many Gary V's or the David Goggins you have of the world. That's like, you know what? Surround yourself with winners. Joe Rogan. Except no losses. Yeah. Everyone around you is making you better. If anyone's not making you better, you cut them out. Like that's a fucking bro thing that's said every day on every social media platform. So powerhouse, I'm saying it makes sense. Now for Ricky Starks, who says I took you from being a security guard for Britt Baker to be in my main man. And for you to know after my neck injury, because you called me each and every week for you to know what it took for me to get back in the ring and for you to hit me in the neck, you're an asshole. And so Ricky Starks is also correct, right? He's also saying we were the best of friends. I understand kind of what you're saying, but you're wrong about my intentions and also the neck who punches someone in the neck. I mean, you know what I mean? And so we get powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks at all out. What do you think of this match? What do you think of this program? Are you excited? What's yeah, I'm excited. I think they're going to go all out for that match, pun intended. And I think it's a good culmination to the story, right? Like I, I felt like we had been lacking a little bit in getting some of the advancement of the like, why the hell happened here, guys? And so yeah. I'm excited for it. Yeah. And I think it'll be a great match. hundred percent. I, I don't think it's the end though. I don't think we're going to get a winner. Whoever that is, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks. And then we just say, okay, and then what's next for both guys? I think this is the start it's as far as matches. Yeah, of the rivalry. I think we may get this all the way to the next pay-per-view, which I think is in what, what do they do every three months, something like that. I would not be shocked they do some gimmick street fight. So yeah, the Hobbs wins, but he ha- he like starts is so scrappy and keeps fighting back that Hobbs has to do some dastardly heel cheating stuff and then that leads Ricky to be like no man no that wasn't right that wasn't fair you handcuffed me right that kind of shit oh yeah and if you really want to slow play you could have Ricky Starks win with a schoolboy powerhouse Hobbs then breaks his back with a spine buster puts his head in a chair stomps on the chair that hurts his neck he's gone powerhouse Hobbs then goes on a tear Who's next for me? The return of Ricky Starks. So, so I would do it at the next show, right? So he wins. And then the next show he's bragging about his win. And he's like, he's like, you said you left me because it wasn't okay with, with losing, but you better be okay with losing because you just lost. And then Hobbs comes out. I was like, what'd you say? And then neck injury, like you said, mm-hmm. and, then, yeah. and then we're out. I love it. That's great. Love the idea. Uh, let's get into the flips and shits now. We're in our main event here. It is Death Triangle versus United Empire. And we get some interesting bit of news and maybe a potential matchup at All Out. So we get all your fun steps. We get cutters. We get Hurricane Ranas. We get flips. We get fists on the ground. Hey, was there Superman any, poses. Was there any Tope mm-hmm. Suicidas? Of course mm-hmm. there was. Of course at least there was. two. There was, there was all. There was yeah. all the things. Think yeah. of a move right now that happened. Don't and it was great. Associated. It was fun. Yeah. Oh, there was some DDTs. Of course, there was DDTs. Yeah. But the super ending kicks. saw a million super kicks. Yeah. yeah. But at the end, we saw Pac get distracted because he saw Kip Sabian, who's been following him. If you've been playing now, this is a little bit of a poor storytelling because it's in your main event angle. You have to really pay attention that Kip Sabian has been following. I, I did not know. 
Now the announcers kind of alluded to it, right? They said, "Oh, Kip Sabian's been," but right, like it's not something that they hit you in the head with enough. They've never said it before, and so if you weren't, if you weren't wiping your ass and looking at Twitter at the same time, yeah, you might have missed it. I may or may not have been doing that. For you, probably. But Kip Sabian gets distracted by, or excuse me, Pac gets uh, distracted by Kip Sabian, and then he takes the box over off of his head. But it's a plant. It's not actually Kip Sabian. So he said, what? And the guy's like, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. He backs away. And then Kip Sabian, boom, gives him a how's your father then hits him with some type of finishing maneuver. Pac's incapacitated. United Empire then takes advantage of the situation and gets the pinfall victory. United Empire takes on the Elite next week. And again, if you're breaking kayfabe, or maybe you're not breaking kayfabe, you're just falling for the work. Allegedly, Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay don't necessarily like each other. A lot of people say that Will Ospreay is the next Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega says he's all sizzle, no steak. And there's a bit of a competition. So after the United Empire wins, that brings out the Elite, as we kicked off this episode telling you about. And then we get the Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay, John back at each other. Next week, we get United Empire versus the Elite to see who advances to All Out to be crowned the first six-man trios champions. Yeah, and look, or I mean, that's going to be an Indies fan's uh, wet dream, right? For that match they're gonna go nuts for it um i i, I, I don't care personally but I, I i get the like what you mentioned like the history and the in the online aura of this omega osprey beef which is like a non-beef right it's not been like a personal thing it's just competition right. i think right. i think it's i think i think the i think the issue came about whether it was work or shoot is that Kenny Omega didn't necessarily speak too glowingly about Will Ospreay when asked, right? They were thinking, hey, we're going to ask Kenny Omega what he thinks of Will Ospreay. And Kenny Omega is going to say he's going to be the next guy to take over New Japan Pro Wrestling. But he actually said, eh. yeah. And so yeah, he's good. that's going to yeah, make him Yeah, he's a fine guy. He's fine. Yeah, the Griff yeah. guy, right? Right, that guy. <laughs> I think what this does for Kenny Omega, when you look at his AEW career and all the things that encompass his complete, you know, anthology of matches, is it checks the box. It says, hey, did we ever see Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega, like, get into a fight or have a match? Well, yes, we did. It was a trios match on Dynamite before All Out. They had fun. They did their flips and shits. Check it off. Let's move it on. I think it's going to be a good way to check it off without having to make a whole program where you're flying Will Ospreay back and forth from Japan, costing you money out the ass if you're breaking kayfabe. So it's a good way to just get it out of the way and move on. Tell you what, one of my favorite things to do in the world is check it off. You know what I'm saying? Every night, sometimes twice a day. Yeah. Got to get, hey, you got to make the list and check it off. Good for the aging male. You know what I mean? I've always heard it's good for your health. Yeah. Makes you younger. Right. You got to check Which it if off. You look at my face. Yeah. If you look at my face right now, yeah. Christ almighty. Hmm. All right. Yeah. By the way, if you're listening on the podcast, we understand that you cannot look at Tom's face, but that's shame on you and not shame on us because we do this live. You can watch us Wednesday nights right after Dynamite. Um, maybe it looks Thursday like I nights got hit if we're with, busy. It looks like I got hit with a 
ugly kendo yeah. stick. Yeah. Yeah, hit with the ugly stick. So mm-hmm. uh, make sure you watch us live, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, SpanishAnnounceTable.net, uh, and donate us some money if you want to be the beer sponsor of the week. Spoiler alert, By the nobody way, did that this week. Well, but I always say that I will drink water unless sponsored by someone on the episode. I am drinking a beer, but it is for a special cause. Just side quest here. Maine and Mill. It's a local brewery company here in Kansas City, but it is sold nationwide, I believe. They are making special Negro League baseball cans. And this is the Satchel Page for can collector's items. If you're a baseball fan, Satchel Page should be someone you know of. And so get these cans to get drunk on good beer and then learn about an amazing baseball player. You want to sponsor the show, you just uh, hit us up, tableshow at gmail.com. There's a donate link. If you All we're asking for is enough to, you know, buy some beers here and we will... uh, We'll uh we'll talk about you. We'll tell you how great great jar advertise something you got to sell, right? Right? We will put you over. We will put, we will you, put over you over more than Fuego del Sol in a match on dynamite. We'll check it off. We'll, we'll check we'll it check off. Check it off live in front of all the fans. You know what I'm talking about? So let me get into a our last AW Dynamite uh, discussion then here because it comes from a tweet, hashtag Tweet the Table. Use that. Follow us on Twitter, at Table Show. Use hashtag Tweet the Table. We'll read it right here like we're doing for at Devil Vamp, who says, great opening. Then we shit the bed with missed graphics and confused commentators. Get your shit together, AEW Dynamite, hashtag Tweet the Table. And we are beating a dead horse when we discuss this, but I want to bring up, I put up these backgrounds again, if you're not watching the show live and catching the video, the live stream, you're missing out on here, but I've got like punk looking like he's being carried out like Jesus behind us. And then on another screen, I've got John Moxley. I was trying to get very much a picture of Moxley standing with both titles. We never got a long shot of Moxley with both titles. And if we did, it was at his back. Every time, (laughs) every time they're showing the back of Moxley's head and the sweaty back, Holding up the titles. And I was like, guys, not good. What's USA Today going to use? Right? Let alone the Spanish announce table. But Exactly. What is the Spanish announce table going to use? That's what your first thought should be. And then, yeah, what is uh, Entertainment Weekly going to use or whatever the fuck it's called? (laughs) What what Devil Vamp is alluding to is after the Brian Danielson-Jericho match where Jake Hager and Jericho left Brian Danielson Lane, they have a shot of a picture in picture, but the picture, the main picture is Brian Danielson just sitting in the ring, like on his ass, just sitting. And then the graphic of the main event or, you know, the title match, Punk versus Moxley, for a solid five count. Like, you would have been disqualified if it was a submission hold and the opponent got to the ropes. And then they mix it up and then go full screen. Brian Danielson, take that down and then go full screen graphic. It's not hard executive producer to make sure you're calling the right numbers, man. This is national TV. Take pride in your work. This was a mess up. And I'm not saying always be flawless 1 million percent, but as you alluded to, we also missed the John Moxley holding up the championships, which should be the payoff of your episode, right? So why not tomorrow? Fucking tomorrow. You have Chicago all week, most likely. The United Center is not going to be used for really anything else. 
fucking practice. Just have some people that you pay 50 bucks to, to fucking run around. You as the executive producer and your camera crew, just fucking practice, man. We're talking about practice. Practice. And do me a favor. Just check it off. Just check off practice. Check it off. Check it off already. Because, because this is your WrestleMania. And I, I can't keep trying to tell people this is the number one wrestling show in the world. And you keep making amateur mistakes like that. In the grand scheme of things, is this going to be remembered for like the biggest blunder in pro wrestling? No, it's not. But there's the phrase death by a thousand paper cuts. And you keep fucking doing this kind of bullshit. And the casual fan is going to go, well, the other show has a better product. Look at that clean graphic. Look at those uh pyro look at the awesome shots i didn't miss any action and they're gonna go there hey listen you need to practice if you're gonna satisfy others you need to practice so you better check it off check it off check it off now let's move away from the aw dynamite unless you had anything uh to say about that um spoiler alert for anybody new to the show thanks but um we focus very heavily on AEW because WWE has just not been super entertaining. And the guy who was running it was, maybe, is, was, was a terrible shitbag human being. So, Oh, you mean the, the still uh, largest shareholder in yeah, the company? Right, yes, yeah, that guy right, is right. a horrible person. Yeah. Now, um, some of our fans still watch it and we don't want to disappoint them. So if you use hashtag to the table, we'll talk about that topic. And I mean, I have seen some of I'm checking back in, right? Because, you know, triple H is supposedly calling the things. There are some, um, m- you know, moves being made on screen and off that you're kind of like, Oh, interesting. I didn't think that would happen. Right. Um, so, you know, keeping an eye tuned back in right if, if they're in a great honeymoon phase where triple h is doing yeah. a lot of the easy things that we wanted him to do you know i this, yeah still am interested the most interesting thing for triple h as head of creative is not right now it's not next week it's not next month it's a year from now when we told the story of dexter loomis as this crazy capturing yeah. the miz mm-hmm. and aj styles what's next because i've i've said this before on the podcast and i'll say it again as much as we love johnny gargano and and uh tomaso champa let's do it at wrestlemania well they did it a fourth time at nxt takeover and no one liked it Mm -hmm. i mean someone liked it but the general consensus is this is dumb so that's what i'm the most interested in is a year from now hey triple h Do we just trade the Vince-isms for the trip-isms, right? Like, are we like, oh, well, now we know where this goes. Is every pay-per-view going to be the theme song from Metallica's second album? Yeah. Or Motorhead, you know? Like that. Wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, wouldn't be shocked. All right, so at Katie First Lady, she says, I love that Bailey still hates Michael Cole. Hashtag SmackDown, hashtag Tweet the Table. Well, everybody hates Michael Cole. Yeah death taxes and you hate michael cole i mean kind of right there right i um look i think this faction this whatever we're gonna call it um bailey's faction is playing out just how i thought it would it's just bailey with a couple people standing beside her you know what i mean we're like yeah 
yeah i'm like okay great thanks thanks for all of that and bailey is super entertaining yeah and if you're breaking kayfabe here for just a quick moment i think maybe bailey isn't in 100 ring condition so let's put her in tag matches while she gets up and going kind of like kenny omega and AEW, right let's not put him yeah. in the championship match let's put him in a trios because that gives him more time to rest and so the other two are serviceable and they're great and they're fun and all this, you know, they're, they're good. I have no complaints about any of this team, but nothing is making me tune in like a Max Caster rap or, you know what I mean? A, a hangman advancement in story or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think the biggest thing of WWE that came, oh, let me get back on the right screen the biggest thing i think that came out that caught my eye is off this next twitter right here from at katie first lady again she says another week of great matches and a great surprise with gargano back hashtag tweet the table yeah but i also kind of felt i was like oh we just he just walks out and it's like what's up guys i'm back I'm like okay <laughs> right? i was like that's interesting i thought yeah it's a surprise it's one of the things that before the internet, what you would have done is grabbed the phone, called your friend. Hey, Johnny Gargano is walk walking out to the ring. You got to watch now. Or now, I guess the equivalent is you tweeted out someone who isn't watching sees it. They grab their yeah. uh, channel clicker. They go to it. Right. So the surprise is fine. And it did, I guess, establish who he was because Austin Theory then comes out and he's like, hey. All that stuff that you want to do, win a title, mm -hmm. wrestle at WrestleMania, I've done that. I did that, yeah. So, like, maybe you could learn from me. Right. Maybe I'll show you the way, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, he's not wrong. He's not <laughs> right? wrong. He's, he's not. not wrong. Who is the veteran on the main roster? austin theory in, in the theory. two of them it's all yeah. yeah it's austin theory i'm not calling him theory that makes no fucking sense it's theory and riddle theory. no it's matt riddle austin theory um it's but what lana, I, I it's guess, not lana <laughs> well but that's a name yeah lana lana i'll still take the l on that one but this one it's a name I'm not gonna call us what's your first name theory okay so what's your last name theory so what's your middle name theory get the fuck out of here yeah, i ain't calling it you're not share yeah. the fuck out of here you it's think like you're a guy who asked me to to call him tick tick boom when announcing him to the cage fight that you put me on to for announcing. oh who was that yeah, yeah i said tick, well you tick, got boom. any ring name and he was like yeah call me tick tick boom and i was like okay so first name tick tick boom last name he's like no nah, just tick tick boom and i was like i can't do that and he was like yeah you can and i remember it was joe wooster and we were like can he do that and he's like absolutely the fuck not he cannot yeah. do that like, oh, because like, we got him. Yeah, we got him. Uh, Antonio Martinez beat him up. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was all the yeah. 14 seconds. That's right. <laughs> Antonio Martinez. So distinctly yeah. say that guy's name, you know, tick, tick, boom. I, I even work out a way. I'm like, outside of the ring, his you know, he is known as this, but inside the cage, he is known as tick, tick, boom, right? And then the guy who's holding the door, right? Whoever that guy is, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Not the main ref, right? But the guy who's like holding the door basically was like, Yeah. Who's he fighting? 
and I forgot. I looked down at the card, right? Because I got I got to know that name anyway. I'm like, oh yeah, who's he fighting? And it's and I said, oh Antonio Martinez, and he was like, oh he's dead. <laughs> he just fucking stared off, nodding his head like, yeah, he's dead. And I was like, okay. And I didn't get back to my seat. So. <laughs> Before yeah, Antonio I know. Martinez. Yeah, oh, so fun. Antonio Martinez so can fun. do that to a lot of people in this world. So that's fun. for sure. But yeah, man, this you know, Gargano back, great. I just, uh, yeah, I'm I'm worried like you are, right? So what are we gonna do with Gar- Gargano that we're not doing with everybody else, right? Like I don't know. Well, and the other thing too is, so Austin Theory stays true to the heel way that he was in NXT continues to double down on being the obnoxious prick that the way taught him. And now Johnny Gargano is just going to super kick him. And we're going to love Johnny Gargano. That's some of the logic doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Cause the fucking thing, right? This thing, like, let's mm-hmm, do it. Yeah. Right. If I do it this side, what side? Oh you yeah. Yeah. Go? Wait. Oh yeah. Let me get back on the right screen. Yeah. Um, which way are there we are right there yeah yeah right right (laughs) yeah we did it uh again watch the youtube twitter Mm -hmm. or whatever it is Mm -hmm. and you'll see that um so why did johnny like i'm actually i was actually aggravated that he did it on night one i would understand after a few weeks he goes like what am i doing with this fucking dork austin theory i'm gonna super kick him okay but on night one the guy you taught to be this way, you're now going to just disown? You were yeah. his father. Yeah. You're the bad now guy. Now you got a real kid. Now you're going to leave him? Like, Yeah. You you raised this child in your own image. And then when you saw it, you were like the Dr. Jekyll or who was the doctor? The Dr. Jekyll? Yeah, right? Yeah, Mr. Hyde. Like the Frankenmonster. You yeah. killed your fucking creation. So like... You're a bad person. You're, bad You're just going to bail on something because it's difficult now. Jerk. Yeah. And I you guess. have a dumb haircut. Yeah. No, yeah. And don't. I just, I don't <laughs> Oh, you know what he, what he did say though, what Johnny Gargano did say, which I just, then I think it was done for me for the rest of the um, promo. What? So he was talking about his kid. Right. And he mm-hmm. says, what, with he my brand pops? new fresh six month year old child. Go back and watch that. He said six-month-year-old child or boy or whatever, a girl, whatever it was. And I was like, nope, you got to go. Yeah. Can't take anything you say seriously anymore now. You ruined it. You don't it. know. How, yeah, yep. You don't have you to talk about it. your own child. Yeah. No, he he's going to be fine, and I think he's going to do well. I'm going to be completely honest. I, As a wrestling fan, I am over the moon happy that he did not go to AEW. I would be just infuriated if we added more stuff to whatever we're doing. So great. He, he went back to WWE thumbs up for me. He puts on amazing matches. I go back to his takeover match with Andrade. Obviously his feud initially with uh, Tommaso Ciampa was outstanding. The way was cool. It had its moments. I'm not going to downplay it like it was the stupidest thing in the world. It was cool. It had some moments. The wedding was fun with Indian mm-hmm. Dexter Loomis. Again, you got to sell me. I'm positive and patient, but you got to sell me a year from now. What's the stories after? Yeah. Why do first... I care if Johnny Gargano is about to get his ass kicked? Yeah. Or why he's going after a championship. Right. Yeah. Why do I care? But that's all we had for the WWE talk. Um, 
Well, see, because I'm great. I'm just, I'm just getting too excited for this AEW All Out because we're going because we're ballers. Well, so Tim, I, let let's just do a quick little bookend here before we wrap up. It is going to be All Out Week. We got Dynamite, we got Rampage, and then obviously we got the big show All Out on next Sunday, uh, September fourth. What do you think's going to happen? What are you looking forward to the most? Obviously, we'll do our picks as we always do for every big pay per view for AW. But what what do you, what do you like top of mind most interested in or match that you we've already announced that you're like I got to watch that? What's what's on the top of your your, your list here for All Out Week coming up? Um, I, I'm interested to see what surprises are in store. Right, like we've hinted at things we think could happen. Right, like Nick Gage shows up. MJF comes back, right? Like something's going to happen. That's not supposed to be happen. That's not built to happen. Right. That's that people aren't thinking of. So I'm mostly just kind of like waiting to see what happens. Right. Like I think everything so far presentation has been fine. Yes. I think we're kind of short playing a bunch of things because they didn't have a good idea of where they were going to go with some of this. And the biggest one that's still hanging out there is this world heavyweight championship. Um, so that's could be better, but I'm also not necessarily disappointed if that makes sense. I think we've got a good slate of matches already. I think we'll get some more final touches as we go here in the next week and a half. And um, I just think when we're there, it's going to be fucking super fun. I think they're going to AW still got the, like, we're all here for the party uh, mm-hmm. vibe to it, especially in a town like Chicago. So I think it's going to go, go off. Well, I, the three things I'm most interested in as of tonight, Again, Dynamite might change this next week as far as my point of view, or even Rampage on the Friday night before All Out. The three things I'm most interested in, or most anticipating. One, I really, I think Wardlow has to powerbomb Satnam Singh. And if he does, that's your make or break moment. Because if you do it, you're Goldberg. If you don't, you're Ryback. You know what I mean? Ryback missed a lot of his finishers because he wasn't actually strong enough to do the shit to Mark Henry or whoever it is, right? So Wardlow, yeah, again, I think that's the payoff. Maybe I'm shocked and it's not, but if the payoff is that, I need to see it. That's his breaking point of Superstar or Scorpio Sky. Second, and this is just because I think he's must-see TV, but Max Caster and his rap. We've got so many things in the headline. He mentions Trump. He mentions Tony Khan. He mentions Vince McMahon. What is he going to say in Chicago at the WrestleMania, which most likely will kick off the show? I think that match will kick off the show if I was guessing. And then third, what in the world is this world title? Because that's what you leave them with. As much as AEW's hit home runs, go back to the death match between Kenny Omega and John Moxley Eddie Kingston at the end makes the best baby face turn in probably pro wrestling history in America. And it is only remembered because of sparklers and duds and Excalibur trying to put it over like it was some catastrophe. So what are you leaving with, right? What are you leaving us with, with the world championship? You got MJF, CM Punk, John Moxley's the champion. He can fucking lose it next week. We don't know. Like there's just the world championship, I think is the most interesting thing. And I'm not reading dirt sheets. Don't fucking tell me that the plan is to have 
Brian Danielson not wrestle uh, Jericho and actually challenge Brian Danielson, and then you're going to get Brian Danielson as your world heavyweight champion. I shut the. I'll punch you in the mouth. You tell me any fucking dumb shit from Sean Ross Sapp. Or, you know, I'll fucking punch you. I won't, but you know what I mean. What the? I love you, fans. Might. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right. Yeah, come to Chicago, motherfucker. <laughs> we'll see you there. Uh, yeah, what will you leave us with? And what we will leave you with is two things. One, a thanks for joining us and have fun with us. And two, uh, for your own health and everyone's safety and sanity, remember, check it off. The Spanish announce table.